This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Come out, come out wherever you are. I don't understand what's going on here. Don't panic. Be careful, Parker. You'll crease some of my dress. Any, winny, tinny, winny, shrivel, little, short, dick. Sexy. Hide and seek. Hide and seek on Joy. This is Hide and Seek on Joy 94.9. Tim, Michael and Owen with you this evening. And we are in a location all together. I know. So when exciting. Was, so exciting. When was the last time this happened? Ever? I don't think uh, it ever. I, I don't think you have since... No. Since no, since Owen officially joined the yeah, show. Yeah. Yes. It would have been when we had you on in your... Dancewise capacity, you yeah. would have been joining us in the studio. God, remember going into the studio? I went there yesterday. Oh, and what was it like? like? Oh, it was full of colour. I was quite impressed. They've kind I was of say, have, it all up. Have trees started growing, like nature has returned. <laughs> yeah. We're the virus. <laughs> it's, it's like I am legend, you know, he's like running around. There's just like deer flying everywhere. Yeah. And there was like a beat at the back. Oh, nice. I can't <laughs> wait to go back. <laughs> I'm excited. Oh, they took my advice. Uh, good. Yes. Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. good plan. <laughs> Maybe they'll expand it when, when Joy moves into the Pride Centre, potentially, fingers crossed. Oh, it'd be oh, nice to have a beat behind yeah. there. Designated beat behind. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for them to move into that location, though, because it'll be like coming into, like, summer. Yeah. We can, like, record Real. and go down to the beach afterwards. There's going to be a bar upstairs. Oh! <sighs> yes. And I, be I think that's the one thing there. that hasn't, like, been uh, secured yet. They're like, we have set aside a space for a bar, but there's no one to run the bar yet. So if you're a fabulous queer person who wants to run a bar, you should definitely hit up the Pride Centre. We know so many fabulous queer people who... <laughs> who would run a bar. Would run a bar, yeah. yeah, for sure. I could run it and then I would literally never have to leave the building for work and for radio and for more work. <laughs> I that would be fun. just set up a bed there for you. Mm. Perfect. Up the back. Perfect, that's all I need. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, now, we're not just talking about um, our fabulous re- mini recording studio in my apartment. We are, of course, talking about poly relationships tonight. We are in the age of COVID because we've spoken a lot about mm. relationships here on the show and the challenges that we face in terms of keeping up our sex lives and that sort of thing, um, even uh, you know just our sexual partners. Yep. But for poly people... Uh, they do have a unique challenge in that they may not necessarily be in the one location Mm. and they're used to spending time with not just one partner but maybe several. Yeah, and so it's it's figuring out how the the nuance of all queer relationships, but in this episode that we're talking about predominantly, you know, poly people, how that fits into the kind of wider narrative of COVID-19 restrictions. Like, you can go to your partner's place to see them. It's like, well, what does that mean for me with my four partners? Yes. Or my two partners and their two partners? Like, can we all be together together? Or, like, do we have to be together but apart? Like, Indeed. Yeah, it, 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 especially in those first, like, week or so yeah. of, of the restrictions. I know, oh, and you had yeah. this um, dilemma yeah, where you were like, wait, I don't live with my partner. Can can they come over? Like, yeah, what? We, we've spoken about this before, I believe, but there was, like, the first weekend that restrictions were in place... The way the law was in Victoria mm. is I could not go and visit my partner. Yeah. Um, and I was like, look, 
I love you, but I am not in a place where I can get like a $1,600 fine. So I am just... Yeah, I don't $1,600 love you. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I a regular spend $1,600 on you at the drop of a hat. <laughs> I will get a parking fine out front of your apartment, yeah. but I will not get a $1,600 fine. I've enough of that. <laughs> I've got a parking permit now. It's great. Perfect. And um, can I ask you a personal question? Are you open, closed, monogamous, monogamish? Uh, we, we are open towards monogamish. Right. Mm. Yeah, let's go with that. That's... So did you have any conversations around COVID and whether you become exclusive just for that period or anything like that? Um, no. <laughs> um, the, the nice thing about my partner and I is, like, to, to give you an idea, we've been together nearly four years now and we've never had, like, we've never raised voices at each other. Mm. Uh, we've never had, like, a big, like, shouty fight or anything like that. We're both very happy to kind of let things ride and roll. And fester. <laughs> uh, no, no, we've had plenty of discussions. Um, with, um, but, like, yeah, it never gets to that point. Mm. Um, so I think, obviously, like, both of us being in the places we are and, like, me just being a complete worrywart about everything, it was like, right, shut it down, just pull it right back. Like, yes. during this time, it is just you and I. And, and we let that happen very naturally. There was sure. yeah. really no need to talk about it. Mm. Yeah. Um, and if I, I have a feeling if one of us needed to, then we would have. Yes. Sure. Um, but yeah, mm. that was kind of what happened there. And we've been able to see each other uh, since. Obviously, there was some clarification on those laws, which became very handy for me with everything. I had some terrible things happen during isolation. Um we won't go into those, but I'm all good now. But it was very important for me to have a, a small network of people that I could see, um, and my partner in particular being able to be there was just, yeah, brilliant. Phenomenal, really. yeah. yeah. Um, and what and about you, Michael, in terms of your relationship? Um, did you have any conversations around... Yeah, we did, but it was very brief. We, yeah. you know, we're... we're together and it's just the two of us we're not poly but we are open so we were like well we obviously just don't have casual sex with other people now and he was like yep that sounds about right and i was like great conversation done let's make yeah. dinner um so it was a very <laughs> quick conversation we were very much on the same page it was just yeah we were both just very common sense about it like well there will still be plenty of dicks on the other side of this thing so yes we just gotta wait for those yeah, yeah we were the same kind of thing yeah mm. yeah <laughs> well, without further ado, it's not just about us, obviously, no. because, because the show is all about Polly this week and we are not Polly, we do have our fabulous guest Astro joining us on the program. So let's jump into our chat with Astro. Let's do yes. it. You're with the Sex Pips on Hide and Seek. This is Hide and Seek on Joy 94.9. Tim, Michael and Owen with you this evening and we are joined by Astro on the line. Now, we're talking, uh, we've been talking a lot lately about relationships in the COVID pandemic and, and how people relate to each other during this time, how they spice up their sex lives and, and do all that kind of stuff in ISO. One uh, element to that that, that might be... Um, a bit of a challenge for you. Um, we do have Astro on the line. He's in a poly relationship. So, Astro, explain to us um, your relationship and how that works between you all. Thanks, Tim. Um, my relationship is um, I'm part of a polycule of seven people um, and we have um, 
obviously multiple relationships um, throughout those seven people. We happen to be a linear polycule. So there's only a relationship with the person on either side of each of the people in that chain. Right. Um, so um, we're, we can um, sort of easily talk about um, other So for those... For those people that aren't familiar with poly relationships, so to clarify, you you don't all date one another. You date someone, they date someone else, that person dates someone else, and so on and so forth. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I believe so, in the uh, past, yeah, uh, Bruno has identified it as a monkey chain. <laughs> yes, Bruno has identified it as a monkey chain in the past. Um, I guess I guess we um we, we used to identify it as a monkey chain. We probably use the term um, polycule now um, because... For our situation, there are branches of um, some people that um, have multiple relationships in a branch of the of the main or of, of one you know, line of people. Um, so yeah, a, a, it's not exactly a chain. It's um <laughs> yeah, a, more like a polycule. So like a molecule, but a polycule. I've never heard yeah. that term before. I like that. I prefer yeah. that to monkey chain. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Polycule, we like to uh, make this sound a little bit uh, clev more clever than we are. <laughs> <laughs> and in terms of that group you mentioned, it's, it's a bit linear. Who belongs to who, just to give us a picture there? Sure. So I guess um, I'm on one end of the um, polycule or on one, one side of the polycule. Um, and then my partner is Avron, um, who then has two other partners. Um, so his other partner is Bruno, um, and then Bruno has another partner, Cameron, and then Cameron has another partner, Warwick. Um, and that's, that's on one line from Avron, and then on Av Avron's other partner, Benji, um, then also has another partner, Ty. So, and do you all... How you want to and do you that on radio, the... it's, 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 hard, it's hard without, without drawing a diagram. <laughs> <laughs> and do you all live in the same location? Um, effectively, we're spread out by three sort of locations, I guess. Um, uh, we're in the north um, of Melbourne. Um, Warwick and Cameron live um, in the western suburbs of Melbourne. Um, and Benji and Ty live in Ballarat. So quite a bit of displacement amongst you. How do you, I mean, you obviously don't all, um, you're not all in a relationship together, so you don't need to necessarily all be together at the one time, but how do you sort of facilitate that distance, I guess, outside outside of thinking of COVID-19, just in general, how do you navigate that? Sure. I guess um, the main thing uh, in most poly relationships is uh, a good use of Google calendars and um, uh, WhatsApp chats. <laughs> Um, just so you can keep that communication within within groups of people um, and between everyone at the same time, um, and basically it's you know it's a constant negotiation and it's a constant communication with everyone uh, who's who's wanting to do what and when and where people are going to be, um, and you know before COVID nineteen the the you know it was pretty much some people would be uh, sitting uh, at, at one house you know with their relationship there and everything. Um, and then we would just sort of know where everyone was. Uh, and obviously that's changed a little bit with COVID-19, but we can talk about that more. And have there been any physical challenges regarding visitation as a result of COVID-19? Yeah, I guess the biggest challenge for us um, with COVID-19, the restrictions on um, 
being able to visit your partner um, or your your main um, residence and being able to travel between them, especially with um, some of the people being in you know faraway places like Ballarat. Um, the the difficulty with that is we were very worried about what the new laws that were brought in for the police to be able to um, against us is how you would prove that you were actually going to visit a partner um, and if you were going to, if there were several of you going to visit, you know, your family effectively, um, how you would prove that when, when it's not our, you know, our main residential address. And did you have conversations among yourselves a- around how you would enact those laws and make sure that you stayed within those frameworks? Yeah, most of the time we would be very communicative about uh, why we were going to visit someone and the um, making sure that we were going to visit only our partner. So I wouldn't go to Cameron and Warwick's house, for instance, because I'm not in a relationship with one of them. Um, and so that sort of meant that I was a little bit more isolated because I couldn't go to those places that I normally would visit them or we would have a family dinner and things like that and we just didn't do any of those things just to make sure that we were not going to be um, put up by anyone for that. Now I guess when we're talking about relationships um, at the moment we, we talk about things like how do you maintain intimacy in the age of ISO in terms of your relationships Astro how have you guys been able to maintain those levels of intimacy when you're not in the same physical location? Sure, it's definitely a challenging um, time for everyone. And I don't think that 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 question necessarily is isolated to poly relationships. We definitely have some extra challenges having multiple partners and being in different locations. But I think with everyone um, exploring different ways of, of maintaining intimacy and communication um, is what most of us have been trying to um, grapple with through this. Um, Speaking of that communication, you know, you mentioned before that you kind of do a little bit of administration through Google calendars and through through WhatsApp to kind of keep tabs. But in terms of um, connecting either intimately or just, you know, just socially, how do you normally go about staying connected with your partners, especially if you're um, isolated either now because of COVID-19 or just generally because of, you know, distance? Yeah, I, I think we haven't really changed so much the way that we communicate with each other. We still use all those forms of communication, lots of phone calls. Probably phone calls is the one thing that has increased because when you're in that location, hearing their voice is really important. Not so much video chats but yeah more more actual phone calls um because being in poly relationships you're used to sharing your time with other people and you're used to not having sometimes as much contact um, with other partners it can actually be a little bit easier in that respect because you're not expecting them to be there physically with you all the time and so you do have a, a, a slight advantage because you are used to that situation I understand with some poly relationships there is um, almost a monogamy uh, within those groups. 
Uh, do you guys operate within that framework or are you able to have sex outside of your relationships? We are all um, open within our poly relationships as well. So we do have sex outside of our relationships. It's definitely been one of the biggest challenges, like for most people, um, reducing the amount of sexual activity that you have with you know, either your partner or, or with other people outside the relationship during COVID-19 because, you know, you, it's just not an option and it's not safe to do so. So we definitely um, have, you know, basically closed up the um, sexual encounters within to within the poly group. Close the floodgates, as it were. Yeah, close down. Have you, have you, especially while you're kind of, um, you're like you said, closing in those networks, are you relaxing the rules around, um, or if you have any, around um, what kind of inter-partnerships you have within the kind of net, your own network? Sort of that, I mean, people that you aren't necessarily dating in your poly, uh, polycule, are you sort of exploring more with them? Uh, for us, it hasn't been it hasn't been that at all. We 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 do have good friendships and communication between each other. We all spend time together, and we all have our own you know friendship relationships with each other as well on varying levels. So I guess uh, we haven't explored um, you know going into a sexual relationship with anyone outside of our you know our partners. Now, uh, before the break, we talked a little bit about, um, you know, your, your friendship that you have within these um, poly, the polycule as well. Um, and I just wanted to wonder about a little bit more about your coping mechanisms during isolation. You know, what else were you keeping yourself busy with or getting up to to try and, I guess, balance out and get through each day? Sure. Uh, we... Yeah, as I said, we do have some um, friendships within our group. So we've, we've, we all know about each other. We all spend time with each other and we all we hang out in different ways uh, and have always always done that. And I guess with, um, with COVID-19 and being sort of uh, locked up a little bit more, we're spending a lot more time with certain people than we ordinarily would. So we have had to find ways to amuse ourselves separately uh, while we're you know in the same house together etc because we're spending a lot more time so um, whether it's been you know I'm going to go to a particular room and I'm going to do some reading or play games or have online chats with um, other people etc and just being respectful of that um, space that people might need that's mm -hmm. been a really big challenge that's been a really you know, huge challenge to um, actually find the balance of having to spend a lot of time with someone without being in their face the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm assuming if you're anything like myself and my partner, at least one of you ended up on Animal Crossing for many an hour slash day. I actually, I don't think any of us have ventured to Animal Crossing. I, <laughs> I know we might, Scandalous. We might be that... that that one percent of people all in the one group. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you can get together and bond about not playing Animal Crossing. Yeah. <laughs> What's Animal That's Crossing? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, we have definitely um, uh, played online games. I know Avron spends a lot of time playing Sudoku, so uh, he, will, he will spend a lot of time on his phone playing Sudoku. Mm -hmm. um, I probably spend more time just chatting to friends and just 
finding out what they're up to and, mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. But yeah, in terms of games, I don't think any of us are big gamers. Yeah. Did, did you find things like your, your kind of your coping mechanisms during isolation as it started to go on and on and on, did it, did it change at all? Did you have to like pick up new hobbies or, or find other ways to not, not get on top of each other in a non-fun way? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess I th- we're all sort of uh, really good at little projects. So we'd find all these little projects to do, um, whether it was separately or together. So, um, you know, whether we're doing some renovations around the house or gardening or um, cleaning out, you know, the garage um, or even having discussions about things that you wouldn't normally discuss with that person. You know, it was um, about some challenges that you've been facing um, personally or whether it was um, some issues you're having with family and things like that. And it was um, actually really nice to sort of deepen those relationships with everyone in ways that you wouldn't normally have time or spend time doing. So, yeah, little projects were definitely a, a way that we helped um, cope with all the extra time that we had on our hands. Astro, you mentioned off air that um, you were in a, a different living situation prior to COVID-19. You actually moved in with Avron and Bruno. What was that like in terms of an adjustment and, and did that affect the way that you relate to each other? Absolutely. Um, it couldn't not affect the way that we related to each other. I guess we um, had already had the foundations of, of spending lots of time and and previously I had my own place that I could go go back to when I wasn't um, wanting to spend time there. Moving all in together meant that we had to communicate more, we had to negotiate a lot more and um, find ways to coexist um, without that safety of having another place to retreat to when you needed to or to be able to give you know the other relationship um, some space uh, so that was definitely um, challenging and I guess we again being in poly relationships communicating with everyone and talking about your needs and wants and stuff is something that we've always um, practiced so it was just about continuing those you know, foundations of being able to communicate and ask for what you want and and talk about the needs of others and being respectful for those. And so it was just sort of a, a bit of a bit more heightened um, importance on that. Uh, with all this increased time you're spending together with various people in your polycule, is there anything you're learning about uh, either each other or yourself that you didn't kind of know before? I think we've all learned lots of things about each other. Definitely how we all spend our downtime. Um, probably the biggest thing is previously when we spend downtime, we tend to go away and do that on our own or um, might be with our the partner that we live with um, and they're used to that, but the other, other people are not. And so for me, I definitely learned how to um, be on my own around others a lot. Um, that was probably the biggest thing I learned about myself and also just how to how some people want to um, deal with things um, when they're having downtime as opposed to when you see them and they're very, being very social, it's really easy to talk to someone about, you know, whatever is on your mind. When you've got trying to have some alone time and that sort of stuff and it's important, it's a, it's a whole different ballgame. So um, just learning how, how different people 
coping different situations has been yeah probably the main thing that we've all been learning from each other um which uh, definitely hasn't been easy but um it's, <laughs> it's definitely been definitely been interesting and definitely strengthened our relationships were there any little habits that you've observed moving into that household that you thought were quirky or um or cute um <laughs> probably nothing that was that i didn't already know about um because you know i've been in a relationship for a number of years now so um nothing that i there was a surprise but definitely things that i now couldn't can't get away from <laughs> um i guess um you know making sure that the dishwasher is packed in a particular way <laughs> um <laughs> and not, being able, not being able to just walk away and go not my problem <laughs> can i just say there is no correct way to pack our dishwasher our, oh. we have one of those like small drawer ones because we live in an apartment um and the pl- our plates just don't fit in them so like it's just like a couple of glasses and cutlery. Like that's all you can fit in our dishwasher. So I found out a little secret. We had a mechanic come around and look at our dishwasher because we said we can't fit our plates in there. It's not washing our stuff. On the top row, you can actually move the whole drawer up. Oh. So it allows you to fit your plates. So I wonder if you have that problem. No, it's, no, it's we ours is definitely just a drawer and the <laughs> yeah. space we have is the space we have. <laughs> maybe maybe the problem is you need to upgrade the dishwasher. Yes, that's what we said. <laughs> but the real estate insisted on sending a repairman. We went, no, no, you don't have to bother with that. Just replace the whole thing. <laughs> Was the repairman at least attractive? He was actually. Oh, That's always nice. I've I've only had one. I had one a couple of weeks ago because our dryer stopped working, and I was like, "Oh no, isolation coming into winter. I simply will not be dealing without my my uh, my dryer." So I got an electrician around. I was like, "Be my luck." Like it's always like some unattractive person comes over. He came over and he was <laughs> stunning, stunning. And he bo- he was wearing his like tradie pants that were like a size too small. I was like, you know exactly what you're doing. Oh, there the is best. no way moving in those are comfortable. Yeah, I, I, the guy that dropped off my couch was like very attractive. And I was like, do you want to try it out? Um, <laughs> and did he? No. Well, I, that was just in my head. I was like, oh, best not. I need this couch. I need something to sit on. Yeah. Um, con- sorry, getting back on track, maybe just a little. Uh, conversely to like things you found when you moved in that were, were fun and, and, and good, was there anything that you were like, shut it down, shut it down? Like this is like, was there anything that you had to kind of take space from in particular? Um, probably nothing that I'm willing to repeat on radio. <laughs> that is totally fine. I <laughs> thought that might be the answer. Yeah, there, there probably was. There probably was a couple of things um, that I had to sort of go. Okay, that's okay when you know it's. I don't have to be around all the time and, and stuff like that. But when I have to be here all the time, or for any of us, when when we have to be here, um, can you please, you know, tell me if you're going to do this so that I can choose to remove myself. Yeah, from it. if you're going to recite, um, you know, the entire West Side Story in the middle of the living room, I might make myself scarce. That's when I might go for my walk. <laughs> oh, no, that's that's when I'll get the cup of tea. <laughs> my new favourite thing is cup of teas and Tim that. Tams. Oh, are yeah. you just learning how to do the suction thing? Oh, I've, I've always <laughs> learned. I'm, I'm a bogan from way back, Michael. <laughs> I don't like Tim Tams. Well, you don't like Tim Tams. No, I'm very I'm sorry. Dirty. I'm sorry. I had to. I had to confess. <gasps> I couldn't. 
I didn't want to let it go on. Um, it's my secret shame. That and is your secret shame. I also don't like mango. Um, <laughs> Get out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, or Nutella that much. Yeah. Oh, I love all those things. Oh, yeah, no. We, we have Nutella in a three kilo bucket. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. No. Especially in crepes, it's the best. Oh, yeah, that's my yeah. favourite thing for Nutella as well, crepes. <laughs> <laughs> this is Hide and Seek on Joy at 94.9. Tim, Michael and Owen joined by Astro tonight. We are discussing uh, poly relationships and how everyone interacts in the age of COVID. Don't forget, if you want to send any of your show ideas into us, we'd love to hear from them. Share your stories even, hide and seek at joy.org.au. This is Hide and Seek on Joy 94.9. Do you want more? Yes! 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 Catch all the Hide and Seek episodes on podcast at joy.org.au slash hide and seek. Joy Podcasts, where you want them, when you want them. Thanks for listening to another Joy Podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.